Good morning. It is Friday, July the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Well, let's begin today with consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, The Bond of a Band versus the Rope of Sand. Our text is Romans 15, verses 23 through 33. Hear now the word of the Lord. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I have been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So, after I have completed this task, and have made sure that they have received this contribution, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea, and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy, by God's will, and in your company be refreshed. The God of peace be with you all. Amen. That's the word of the Lord. Now consider this. By the end of chapter 15, we see Paul's fervent commitment to strengthen the church Jesus is building. He has labored through his magisterial letter to mend the net of the little church in Rome. Paul did not see the work of church planting and pastoring as sociological chaplaincy. It was theological and missional. Paul saw these little churches as microcosms of the kingdom of Jesus, 
little worlds of massive supernatural reality which pointed to the world to come, the new heaven and the new earth. He saw them as communities from the future, for the future, right here in the present. Jesus declared it in his first 17-word sermon. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus wrote the check. Paul was cashing it in every conceivable way. The fishing nets of the kingdom, which these little churches represented, were being riven by false teaching stretched out of shape by spiritual warfare, stressed by poverty, and torn by interpersonal conflicts. Paul tied the knots that formed these net-like churches, paid them visits as the Lord allowed, and wrote them letters in between in order to keep the nets mended and in working order. Isn't it astonishing how those ancient letters are still mending the nets, which are our churches today? As he closes out his letter to the church in Rome, he shares with us his plan to go to Jerusalem to take an offering for the poverty-stricken church there. After this, he plans to go to Rome, and already he's talking about making Rome the mission base for a fishing expedition to Spain where he will tie the first knots of a brand new net, a.k.a. church plant. You see, Paul knew most deeply what we have mostly never known at all. The church is the bond of peace in the unity of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's not an organization set up to provide religious services, spiritual help, and family chaplains. It's not a building to come to and experience good worship and a relevant message. And no, the church is not the people. Christians gathered in a building in Jesus' name are merely a Christian crowd. The church actually rises and falls based on the bonds between us. The church is the bond, the deep bonded attachments between the blood-bought sons and daughters of God, bound together by the Holy Spirit in the very body of Jesus Christ. In him we are seated in the house of heaven and stretching out across the whole earth. It's why our relationships are the mission. It's why awakening rides on the rails of friendship, bound in the knots of our banded fellowship. It's time we started working on the bonds. While there are many ways to do this, I know of none better than the band. There's a famous conversation from history we reference often in our work. It happened between the celebrated preacher, George Whitfield, 
and a man by the name of John Poole, an unknown member of the Methodist movement. Here's the dialogue. Well, John, art thou still a Wesleyan? Poole replied, Yes, sir, and I thank God that I have the privilege of being in connection with him and one of his preachers. John, said Whitfield, thou art in the right place. My brother Wesley acted wisely. The souls that were awakened under his ministry he joined in class and band, and thus preserved the fruits of his labor. This I neglected, and my people are a rope of sand. The Prayer Abba Father, awaken your church to understand who it is and whose we are and even what we are in this world. We confess we have organized ourselves in ways that work against what you want to do. Even in coming to our gatherings, we mostly see the backs of each other's heads. We are desperate to see face to face and to learn to know one another deeply and love one another profoundly the way you know and love us. This is what we have to offer the desperate world around us our very bond with each other in you. Awaken your church. Awaken me. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question. Okay, no further questions. Are you ready to do this? In the hymn, it's Friday, so I'll lead us in a couple of choruses you probably know by heart. To get us going. If not, you'll catch on quickly. Let's sing, I believe it's one of the great Gaither choruses, something about that name. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Let's sing that one more time. Jesus, 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 there's just something about your name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 
Jesus, my Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about your name well that's a that's a good one for today it is friday and there'll be a lot of people trying to get across the finish line this week and make it to the weekend so let's be on the lookout for them today maybe we could Send them a text. Somebody that we just just an always good to invite the Lord just to bring people to mind and to trust that as His leading, and then to respond. Just send them a text. Give them a call. Pop them an email. Hey, here's a novel idea. Write them a letter. Nobody hardly writes letters anymore. And my goodness, what a blessing to receive one. I was going over some letters the other day that I found in my somewhere in my hard drive from probably 20 years ago from Miss Betty Jane, who used to write me when I was in school. She was one of my mentors. Met her down on Main Street in Dumas. Grew up with her in this little town. She'd always say, John David, what word are you standing on today? She'd say, you can't do the will of God unless you know the Word of God. Anyway, I was just going back over some letters that Miss Betty Jane wrote me again over 25 years ago. So, it's a good thing Paul wrote down his letters, isn't it? My gosh, 2,000-some years later, we're still reading those letters. Letters matter, friends. And I appreciate letters I get from you all. I get all kinds of encouragements and blessings from those who follow the wake-up call. Well, let's call that a morning. Let's get our get ourselves ready, get our shoes tied, get laced up for the day. I'll be looking for you on the field. I'll be that guy waving. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 